What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Fight Club. Today we're talking UFC 270, oh, 281, Adesanya versus Piera. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. And the second rule of Fight Club is go fuck yourself. And these are your favorite hosts of your favorite fighting podcast. I'm Paul Pickle William Contra, and I'm joined with. Hey, man, it's your boy Kev. Water voice is one name, but hey, man. I just wanted to take a second, though. Any new, any new followers, any new subscribers, any new listeners, we fuck with y'all, man. This has been a fucking great time doing this podcast and shit. We're past the year now, man. It's been fun. And I'm saying this because I've had a million fucking things to do, but it feels good to end the day with a nice podcast. Yeah. yeah. Always feels good. Oh, shit. We put that. Man, but it feels even better when it's a main event, pay-per-view, super stack card, and fucking in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. Nah, and they came to show out on this card. The fact they have an early prelim, I was like, bro, what the fuck? I thought the prelim was the early prelim. No, when you got this many names on the card, you got to fucking, you got to make three sections for them. They bring in hitters. I think it's because Jake Paul tried to come through. You know Jake Paul tried to come through Madison Square. So I really feel like that's that has a reason why they bring so many fucking hitters. Because you got Adesanya, you got Spars, you got, uh, Spars is cool, but you got Zhang Wei Li, motherfucking, oh. motherfucking, Michael Chandler and his last fight, didn't he? His last fight was when he kicked Tony Ferguson, right? Yep, sent him to oblivion. And then after, well, I technically his last fight was when him and Dustin Poitier just got the little scrap in the um in uh in the in the um stands, and now they fight in real life. So that's just fine. This is fine. That's just the that's just the top three. Yeah, and I mean Frankie Edgar, Dan Hooker, Dominic Reyes. I mean, shit. Like if this was twenty ten, like that's some names. <laughs> nah, but it's still, I mean, I'm happy to see him on this card, especially some of them. Frankie Edgar got shot finale fight. We, we got to give shout out to Frankie Edgar. Dominic Reyes, we haven't seen him in like two years, so I'm just happy he's back. And some people still believe he beat John Jones, and I might be one of them. And then Dan Hooker, I'm just hoping he can get his career back on track because like we, we loved him when he came with Adesanya, and now it's just been loss after loss after loss. Hey, man, CKB. We got something cooking over there. But it's the CKB takeover, dog. Love to see it. I'm shocked on my dog Blood Diamond ain't fighting in this card. I was shocked, too, because I they they, they lined him up on the past two Izzy fights, I believe. Yeah, I want to see. Maybe because he lost the last one. Maybe, or maybe he got hurt. I, mean, I don't know. Blood Diamond's not there. Um, they did Carl, put Rod- but- Brad Rodell on it, though, another CKB guy. But didn't Kai Carl Francis and I and I'm saying he just fought Moreno not too long ago. But damn, where my CKB dudes at? Volk, Volk isn't on this card. Like damn, where the CKB niggas at? Uh, I'm I could be wrong, but I think the very first fight in the card. The only reason why I think he's CKB or CKB. What was it again? CKB. CKB. Carlos Uber, he's seven and one, and he's from New Zealand. He's from the he's from that area. I'm not sure if he's in the same camp, but I wouldn't be shocked if he is from the same camp because there's, there's only one camp coming out of New Zealand and Australia. And they bring in champs. I mean, shit, that is true. I can't. I mean, they bring in champ. They bring a champ non-plural, but it looks like champ, like the way they 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 train. Well, shit, on the but where we get started, at, man. What's up? Where we getting started at, man? Oh shit, we gotta start your girl. This is your girl, because I can't wait for this weekend. But at least tell me how you feel about your girl as a plus three hundred underdog, Molly Meatball McCain against Aaron Blackfield. 
This is the one I think this is she is the biggest favorite on the card against your Molly Meatball. So tell me how you feel going into this fight. So I need you not to be screaming, that's my girl so loud. Like you never know where Valentina Shevchenko's at. Like you never know where my wife, my wife, you know, the person ringing on her finger is. But no, nah, man, Molly Meatball has been this is interesting for her to be an underdog just because I know you hate her. And that's that's probably one of the other reasons why I love her so much. Because she be, it's, I just don't think that her setting up for this motherfucking um setting up for that um that spinning back end is gonna work again. So unless she comes with a new game plan, and it's not in London, so unless she comes with a new game plan, it's gonna look real crazy out for that. But I'm still rooting for my baby. You know how that shit goes. Yeah, Blatchfield nine and one. I mean, she does everything. She, she nine and one. Yes, yeah, and she's three and zero oh in the UFC. She took out Miranda Maverick. Alpar, Aldrich. So these are like decent names leading up to it. So Meatball just has the, the name to her. So like, she, I feel like she's being better competition. Just Meatball has the name to it. And if she beats Meatball, she, 10 and 1. I mean, UFC is only looking for new blood in like women's fighting divisions. And I think Blanchfield is legit because she could sub you and she can knock you out, which we've seen both. Like she has, so she's, I like her. I want to, I actually love, I need, I need a new favorite submission artist, my dog. My dog, I don't know what my dog do wrong. I don't know how my dog do wrong. If if she goes into a stand and bang fight, I think Molly might. We might see a good fight, but I I think Blanchfield might. We might see a nice little submission out of her. I'm not. I'm not making a pick though. But I, just, I like her. In the two fights that we've watched, Molly meatball. I don't think she's gone to the ground, has she? No, and it's because UFC is both fights giving her stand up boxers who just aren't on her level. So they're. Both her fights, she was the big favorite going into them. And so now it's like your first time in a while where you're actually like an underdog, let alone a big underdog. Dana knew what he was doing. They set this up. Yeah, let's gas her, let's gas her, and then let's wreck the center of that. But I'm break still, it. My, yeah, but fuck all that. I'm still, they, like, like they say, they build you up just to break you down. But I'm still rooting for my baby, like everything else. Then we go on to the next fight where we get to see Dominique Reyes, which we haven't seen since May 1st, 2021. Where Yuri Proshaka, current current champion, knocked him out in the second round, and he's fighting Ryan Span, who, I mean, he's good. I'm not gonna say he's bad. Like he's he's kind of just the middle of the pack at light heavyweight. He went up against uh, uh fucking Johnny Walker, got knocked out in the first round, crazy KO, and then Anthony Smith not uh, submitted him in the first round. But when he fights lesser competition he looks really good so i think it'd be a good fight to see is dominic ray is still top of the pack and can get rid of ryan span or is he i mean he's coming off with three straight losses so i, I just want to see where dominic ray is, is at. the three losses though are john jones yawn and yuri so those i mean the three j's at light heavyweight it's kind of hard to beat nah that's actually interesting i want to see dominic Reyes fight because i've never really um they put a lot of respect on bro, like bro, and somebody, I'm not gonna say no names, believes he beat John Jones, who I think, who another person, you can, I'm not gonna say no names, thinks that John Jones is the goat. You feel me? So like, what the fuck does Dominic Reyes do? And two years after this, I'm a firm believer, nobody gets better without practice, without by not doing something. So what the fuck is Dominic Reyes' strategy to come into it and win this? I mean, he was winning those uh, stand that first person. Not many people can win the fucking standing fight against John Jones. And that's where he was winning. I'm not saying he doesn't have a ground game, 
but he was winning though. I mean, he knocked out Chris Reidman. He knocked out Vulcan to lose. I mean, got a decision win over Vulcan Luzemir, who he was like beating on the uh, stand up. So like Dominic Reyes, if it if it's a straight up stand up fight, I think we might see some prime Dominic Reyes again. And he has heavy hands. It's not like he like he just Yuri and Jan probably have heavier hands than him. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when he fought Jan, he was the favorite going into the fight. Everyone thought he was going to beat Jan. So, it, like, Jan was the shocker when Jan won that. So, like, we just haven't seen him in a while. So, maybe he comes right back now when light heavyweight's probably at its weakest. No, nah, I mean, I feel like light heavyweight. Or at least being... top heavy. It's top heavy. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, I feel like that there's just always a dominant champion, but I don't know too much about how deep the um, weight class was at all. But let's not talk too much on this fight. No, I got Dominic Reyes. Yeah, I'm rocking my boy. He's a big favorite. I hope, hope he gets I hope we look good. Next fight, we have two lo- fighters coming off of crazy losses here. Brad Riddell and Moicano. I mean, Moicano's uh, team probably should have threw in the towel when he was fighting RDA after the last fight. And then Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner made quick work of him with like a first round submission within the first minute, and we it didn't look good. But another CPG uh, guy, CPG, put respect on our name. But this is this is interesting because like, first off, you already know CKB for life, so I'm rocking with my dog Brad Riddell. And these are prelim fights. These are all like, didn't Morikano just come off of a fucking main event? Yeah, RDA. I mean, this is the featured prelim, so it's the last one going in. So it does get some a little bit more respect than the rest of the prelims. That's that's two weeks in a row that they. So niggas had Abu Dhabi last pay per view. They have New York this pay per view. So they had um, what's bro name with the Brady and Muhammad? Yeah, and now they got Muhammad who was coming off a main event against Luke. Motherfucker! Now they do it. They know what they're doing over there. Dana is smart, but nah, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's tough for me. To even like figure out for me to um for me to like do this fight because like I from what I've seen, Moicano, I don't know how he made it out alive and against um RDA and I don't like I don't even like saying shit like that when it comes to um fighting but like nah bro like because there's always a punch's chance but like nah bro this man RDA literally beat the fuck out of it there's no more fuck left in bro like so I kind of think he might come out giving no fucks. I mean, he has nothing left to lose at this point. But same with Riddell. Riddell's looking to probably avenge. Like, he, you didn't see the best of me. You only saw 40 seconds of me where I just got, like, steamrolled. That's not that's not me. And he's only 10-3. and three, So, like, and I think it's only his fourth fight in the UFC. So, he's still, like, trying to make a name for himself. What did they specialize in? I wouldn't know anything Riddell started off as a coach, a Muay Thai coach for the city, for the kickboxing uh, gym. And he... Yeah, and he he's kind of he was so nice that they're like he did kind of convinced his ass to become a fighter, and uh, joined the UFC. Went off on like a three fight win streak before losing to Rafael Vasiv and RD, uh, Jalen Turner, Moicano, ground submission specialist, but can throw hands. Like we didn't see the best of him throwing hands against fucking RDA, but he 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 can do a little bit of everything. But he's definitely a ground specialist. But it's kind of weird because like Riddell specializes in Muay Thai. He likes to clinch. He he's usually effective in the clinch. So I don't know if he'll be able to get taken down as easily. I mean Jalen Turner did it. So maybe Moicano can but Jalen Turner might be one on one. 
So this is a I don't know really how to I think it's it's a pick 'em for a reason because we don't know really what what we're getting out of these two. I'm rocking with Brad Riddell just because I I like him as a dog. He's a slight underdog. My dog's a dog. Bear, plus, like it's literally one twenty plus one hundred five. So it's the odds are very close. And at plus one hundred five, I'll, I'll take Riddell. Yeah, I'm taking my dog Riddell. Come here, fuck some shit up. But just because. Just because at least one of these CP, uh, CKB guys got to win. And it ain't going to be Dan Hooker. <laughs> Next fight is Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puez. I wonder who you're picking, Pettas. <laughs> well, I mean, Hooker is the favorite here. Whoa. And he's Damn, going Hooker. back up to lightweight because the last fight he, he moved down uh, weight classes. He looked like a fucking skeleton against Arnold Allen. And in the fight before that, at lightweight, Islam just mold him, like just completely destroyed him. And so maybe he comes out a little bit better, but I don't know. I'm just not on the Dan Hooker hype train as everyone else was. He he is a fun fighter, though. Claudio Piera is, though, seven submissions, 13-2. and two. He's yet to lose in the UFC. He beat Clay Gouda, who's a great wrestler, and subbed him in the first round in three minutes. Uh, beat Jordan Levette. If Jordan Levette's best known for his, uh, he was the one that twerked after he won, and he fought Patty and the uh, Patty the Batty in that second fight in uh London, the second London fight this card. Oh yeah, and he got a unanimous decision over him. His only loss in the last like five years was when he lost the UFC uh finale for um, what's this? your show? The tough finale. He lost the uh, tough finale Latin America, but since then undefeated in the UFC. So and, and he gets submission. What's up? Does that count on his record like they do on my dog from Arkansas? I think so because when you get to the finale, it's actually on I believe it's actually on the card, like actual like main card or something. So it does actually count. So that's his only loss. I mean he has won previously on like the regional circuit, but I mean we saw Islam submit him in fucking record time. So I I'm not saying he is as good as Islam. I'm not get carried away, but seven and seven submissions. He has three in his five fights in the UFC. I just Dan Hooker just looks weak against people that can take him to the ground. Which I think, as an underdog, I'm rocking Pierre just because that ground game is lethal. My thing about Dan Hooker is, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm, if there's a trend that's gonna happen in this fucking um, podcast, I end up rooting for every CKB guy. I wonder why, but. Dan Hooker is somebody like I hear a lot of, but I don't see much of. I hear from him. I see he has podcasts and shit like that. I hear niggas put respect on his name, but I don't see him. So that tells me like he's probably an exciting fighter and a flashy fighter. But like, where are you at? Yeah, I mean he's been in UFC since 2014, and he started off pretty good, like getting wins against Jim Miller, Mark DeCasey. He knocked out Gilbert Burns in the first round. And this is when oh. Gilbert Burns, this is before Gilbert Burns moved up to welterweight. This is when he was still at uh, lightweight. So, like, he was Ryan, and then he lost to Edson Barbosa and a, a great kickboxing back and forth. And then he goes on a three-fight win streak, beating Paul Felder, Aldo Quinta. This is when the problem happens. 2020, he fights Dustin Poirier in a fucking war. Back and forth war, but Dustin Poirier gets the name, his decision. And since then, it's been a loss to Poirier, a loss to Chandler, a loss to Islam, a loss to Arnold Allen. Like, 
he's just been taking a lot of, I mean, not the Islam fight, but he's taking so much damage. A knockout against Chandler, a knockout against Arnold Allen, a, a fucking war with Poirier. Like, it's similar to Tony Ferguson. It's like, you've just been taking, like, on your losses, you're taking way too much damage, and you're just not the same dude anymore. That's crazy. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm a root for him. I'm hoping that he wins, but we'll see how this goes down. Next fight, legend. Frankie Egger himself in the finale. Give him a salute. Give him a round of ovation. This is that dog that's been carrying UFC since UFC 63. Versus Chris Gutierrez. Frankie Egger is an underdog here. I will say he has not looked great in his previous fights. He got KO'd against Cheeto Vera in the uh, third round. He got KO'd against Corey Sanhagen in 28 seconds. He did beat Pedro Munez. It was a split decision. Five-rounder could have went either way, but the Korean zombie knocked him out in the first round. Max Holloway destroyed him in a five-rounder. We haven't seen him since 2021 since Cheeto knocked him out, but Frankie Edgar has not looked great, whereas Chris Gutierrez is younger on a fucking three-fight win streak, a KO, an Amos decision. Hasn't fought anyone at Frankie Edgar's caliber of guys. But, I mean, he's the younger. I mean, he's a favorite for a reason. I just don't know. Does Frank Yeager have that dog in him one more time? That's interesting because, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen a motherfucker. I didn't watch Glover win the championship. I didn't see um Oliveira before he um before he got the vacant championship. So I don't know how it feels to see an old fighter get better with age. You feel me? Frankie Edgar, you said, started off at UFC 67. Like, <laughs> that's insane. Like, if you were to tell me who else was on that card, I'd probably shit my pants. Like, yo, I forgot that nigga existed. But, um... DJ Penn was probably on that card. Like, fucking... Well, Hoist Gracie might have been on that card. It's insane. Like, that that card was probably, like, on Fox. Like, it was, I was like, think about how many rule changes has happened since then. So, I like Frankie Edgar for the history. I like Ed- Frankie Edgar because I think he's on... He's somebody that gets respected a lot by a lot of people I respect. But, nah, you got to shoot the youth in this one. I'm going to ride the Edgar train, bro. I never got to pick him, and I'll never be able to – I don't want to say I never got to pick Frankie Edgar in one of his fights. So, I'm going to ride Frankie Edgar for that reason. Give me that boy. I can say that about a lot of fights. I guess I'm, I'm okay with that. Next fight. This is honestly when I think the fights start getting interesting right here. This this is personal. This fight here has been brewing for fucking some time. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. I mean, maybe winner gets Islam because these are some, like, I think one's ranked two, one's ranked four. Like, we might get to see a winner off the Islam fight. But, I mean, let alone that, we got Michael Chandler getting the, the, the KO over Tony Ferguson where he literally just kicked his face into a meme. And Dustin Poirier, other than his Conor McGregor wins, a Dan Hooker win, he's coming off of a loss to Charles Oliveira. So we got two fighters here looking hungry in this division. This is interesting because that's it's always interesting to me when the um the announcers talk. Like the um the announcers fight, like when I be seeing um Dominic Cruz and um it's always interesting to me because I was like, oh, he is a fighter too, isn't he? Like he's an active fighter. But this fight's interesting to me just because they already don't like each other. Like they had the squabble at um, they had the squabble at UFC. Was it when 
Clover when Yuri won the championship? I don't did. know exactly which one it was, but I know because I remember Gilbert Burns is the one that posted that shit. Nah, Gilbert Burns is funny as fuck. But I want to say it was you and Yuri on the Yuri beat Clover, but um, so they had that scuffle. They been they been talking about some damn like when Michael Chandler knocked out Tony Ferguson and he had the fucking one of the best one of the best speeches I've ever heard after a fucking fight. I'm like, man, Conor McGregor. You need somebody that wants it. Shut your ass up, nigga. But motherfucker, and he chose not to call Dustin Portia. They asked why. Man, I don't like that nigga. Like, oh, why? <laughs> why? I thought that's why you fight, but why? So this is interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I think Dustin Portia is a better fighter. But I think Michael Chandler is always funny to pick. See, I, I just can't see a way where Michael Chandler beats Portia because. I know Chandler's a great wrestler, but Poirier got the BJJ, and I think you don't want to take Poirier to the ground. He'll like you just don't want to get in those type of roles with him. And then on the stand up, Michael Chandler was beating Gaethje for the first round and a half, and then Gaethje found his spots and everything, and just completely tore his ass up. And Dustin Poirier tore Gaethje's ass all the way up, like from round one to five. It was it was a ass whooping, an anonymous decision, and. I just don't see, like, Chandler's going to be fun and maybe get some big hits, but Poirier's is going to, like, it might be a points because I don't know if he can take Chandler out with his boxing, but it's going to be the straight-up Poirier that's outclassing him, I think. I, I I like the minus 230 odds here. I'm taking Poirier. I'm taking Poirier heavy here. Really? I'm definitely taking Poirier, but I was really hoping you'd take on Chandler for some reason. You don't you, you don't think he'll put, some to- he'll put some foot fungus in that boy on Poirier? No, I, I Chandler's great for the, the brand and he can build up fights and like people like because he has like ways of winning. Like he's he's a great fighter. So like the way the his charisma, the way he talks on a mic is all perfect. But when you run into Poirier, Poirier is just like a a well seasoned vet that's seen it all and has adjusted to it all. If if McGregor couldn't get in his head, the good luck, Chandler. But it's that same fight McGregor had to sit down and he left he broke his ankle. I was just like, this motherfucker's sick. But Dustin Poirier is the truth. Oh, yeah. So we're both Ryan Poirier, even though we're not the biggest fans of him. But on to the next fight, the co-main event. Titles are on the line, finally. We've been waiting for this. Carla Esparza defending her belt against Zhang Weili, in which Esparza is an underdog as the champion. And not just an underdog, a big underdog. Plus 300 odds for Esparza against the warrior known as Zhang Weili. Former champion. Coming back. So this is funny because like nobody wants to see the Carlos Esparza versus Rose fight again. But I feel like a lot of people want to see Rose's champion one more time. So I really think like this is like a good if Zhang Weili handles business and then goes back and fucks up Rose Rose fucks her up as she usually does. Like that's that'd be a fucking storyline for their fight. But um Zhang Weili is probably one of my – she was my pick for um female fighter of the year last year just because of how vicious those knockouts were with um, Joanna. And then who else did she fight? Um, that Joanna one is the all-timer best women's fight ever. I don't think that's up for debate. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Zhang Weili is my pick for um favorite fighter of the year so far. Like, he, she really just goes in there and fucks things up. And she's so strong. You like saw her pick so... up fucking Francis? Francis Nuganu. 
she picked up a single leg takedown. Had him on his fuck. Had her. Had him right here, walking around. Wow. Francis. Insane. Francis posted the clip and the caption that like. I told her because she has this fight coming up. Oh, don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Like, and the next thing you know, I'm in the air. <laughs> Got your ass. <laughs> yeah. I can't go against that. Nah, I'm just, yeah, I got to take it on. It's not really, it's not really it's a fucking problem. I want to see Carla Esparza because I think it's a really serious fight. See how she fights after that fucking, um, after that snooze fence with them Rose. And then she got married the next day, so she might come in with a whole different type of sauce. I love Zayn. She's probably my favorite female fighter in this, by far in this division because it's not just she knocks you out. She also has seven submissions out of her 22 wins. So, like, she could do it all. And she's been working with Henry Cejudo. That's probably why she's been fucking able to pick up Francis Dugano. Like, the, the technical ability at wrestling now, like, that's as far as one strength is the wrestling. And I don't think you can out – like, I love Zayn. Like, it is – if you wrestle her, maybe you get caught in a submission. If you stand up with her, you're gonna you might get caught with a spinning back fist as soon as you could have moved. That's actually funny, but yeah, I definitely gotta take Zane on this one. But I would love to see because Zane's like, I would love to see Zane get the belt and keep the belt. Like really just go around running the table for a second. Yeah, get the, the rematch of Rose, because she lost to Rose twice. So maybe if she's at uh, maybe she gets that third one, she get I like her. I think she can uh, run it for a while. She really puts puts it all to it. It's gonna be tough to beat Rose after like after how mad her first race she is after that last fight. That's gonna be tough. But I love to see it. Yeah, she shaved her head again. Be careful. Yeah. I you shaved her head? That was already bald. That was already <laughs> shaved. Uh, on to the main event though, right here the rematch that's been brewing for even outside of UFC has been brewing. This has been fucking. This is they're out for blood. Israel Adesanya, champion, undefeated champion, right? Going up against Alex Piera, the only man that we know of to beat Israel Adesanya. And did it twice. Hey, I'm, you made sure you made sure to throw that twice in there. Dramatic pause and all. The dramatic pause and all. I had to make that build up suspense like they did for us, bro. They brought him in and we knew it was like. We knew it was coming. You don't just bring in the person that's beat him twice and like kind of build him up if you aren't trying to f- feed him to the wolf. Hey man, that boy Izzy's been screaming for new meat, fresh meat for a while now. He got some new, new, new to us but old to him type shit. So this fight, so they say that Izzy was winning, winning the second fight until he got knocked out, and that shit made me mad because anytime I see, anytime you see edits on Twitter, it's gonna be this man getting knocked out. I seen a video of Izzy looking up at bro while he was at the press conference, and they just flash back him getting slept. And then next thing you know, they show a picture of Izzy just looking down. I'm like, bro, it's not never happened in real life. Fuck y'all. I've seen that. I know the exact same clip. Oh man, no, but neither one. I mean, would you? If someone shoots for a takedown, bro, I might just fucking shit myself. I would really shit myself. There's no takedowns getting shot in this fight. And both of them coming into this fight, zero percent shoot down. Let's take uh shooting and takedown. Zero takedowns attempted. These are literally we might. I know what you're talking about because I I've heard the same things where he was winning the fight and then gets the KO. But have you seen the way he's built? Like Pierre, like that might be on the table for any fight. You might be able to like you see it in boxing all the time where someone might be able to get beat on points for like four, eight rounds. We see it with Wilder. 
you could beat Wilder on points for eight rounds, and then he lands that big hit, and it's lights out. And Piera is a big fucking middleweight. He's coming in at like 200 and something pounds. Dang, that motherfucker is huge. But I like his skill set, and he's been and he's been practicing training with Grover and his camp out there. So the biggest thing to me is that Izzy stays patient. He doesn't he, – because Izzy, that's literally his kid's own thing. Izzy stays patient. He really chooses the chance to put some fucking hands on him just off the fact that, like, yeah, those gloves are, like, 10 pounds or something. Like, I don't know how much this is. This is, like, four – not 10 pounds, 10 ounces. But I don't know how much the boots is. But the boots is four-ounce gloves. I know you're talking about. They're heavier. Yeah, and this is his chance to really fuck them boys up. So I think the game plan for Izzy is to stay what he does, stay what he needs to, but trust his instincts. Because his instincts is going to let him know there's an opening right there. And just watch for the triple cross. Like, don't get don't get cuts. If you get slept, it should be because you didn't get ass beat and the, and the ref stops it, not because you got caught slipping. All right. This has been brewing for a little bit. I mean, minus 210 Izzy, plus 175 Piera. It's pretty close odds, way closer than the co-main event odds for a championship fight. I'm going to need you to put a little bass in your voice, Kev. Let me hear your pick for this main event. Come on, man. You already know, man. I watch, I watch UFC for two reasons. To smoke and get high during To watch to... um to motherfucking, to reminisce on the day, to watch motherfuckers get their ass beat. And for Israel Adesanya, like, this freestyle bender is the man that really put me on game for this shit and made me really think, like, yo, this shit fire. So I gotta pick my fellow CKB member, CKB for life of Izzy Adesanya. Woo! 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 up. Uh, nah, man, I, just, I really just want to see a great fucking fight and like it'd be nice if Izzy got a nice little knockout I lean up to this fight I was all Izzy but like oh they're bringing in this fucking kickboxer like yeah he's beat him in the past like Izzy's fucking a, a MMA fighter like he's not this isn't glory kickboxing this is fucking UFC but the closer I'm now to this fight where I think Alex Pierre is gonna beat him I think Pierre like no, like the way he's built and the way he's so serious, like he doesn't just seem like someone who's kind of coasting the fact that he beat Israel Adesanya two to three years ago, and those press conferences and the in the faceoffs and, and with the media, he is just someone who looks like he is on like a mission to show the world because like Glory Kickboxing didn't isn't to the biggest world like you're not getting all the same people watching but if he can be izzy on the fucking biggest stage of them all and show the world like this is your champ i beat him i beat him again like I, he just looks like a fucking assassin and i think he's gonna come in there and if izzy's a, all he's got is kickboxing i know pierre was getting pieced up in some but like whitaker was able to land punches pierre might be a better striker than whitaker at least like technical sound he's a fucking former all-time champion at glory like he's technically sound he's probably the best striker israel adesanya is gonna face and if this 220 pound motherfucker on fight night lands a, a head kick or a straight right we saw son strickland come like this for fucking a round and a half before a little one little jab put his lights out that's how much power he's packing in his hands that's true that's true but i feel like sean strickland came in that fight thinking like there's a good chance I might get fucked up. Oh, 100%. He probably took a couple Bud Lights before you walked out. No, that's fine. Cause 
Payetta, no bitch. That's facts. Like, nobody in the world thinks Payetta's a bitch. There's a reason why he steamrolls everybody's fought so far. And, like, you can call Sean Strickland an easier fight, but nah. That boy's ranked number four in the divisions. Don't miss me with none of that shit. So, you definitely can't sleep on Payetta and the fact that he's up 2-0 and um in the in the in the fights with Izzy. And I but, believe he did fight Bruno Silva. If I remember correct, Bruno Silva is a, a ground fighter. So like they didn't just like give him nothing but stand up fighters. He had to go through somebody who could take him down and he got right back up. And that, that's probably because he's been working with Glover. But like he's kind of been grinding his way into the UFC. It wasn't just like, oh, here's another stand up fighter, go knock him out. Damn, my boy's throwing too much shade at Molly right now. I, I'm happy you caught the subliminals. Nah, man, but nah, it's going to be a great fucking main event. It's going to be a great fucking card. We're going to be live streaming that bitch, coming to you live. With Romeo Col- Mac. Comedian Romeo Mac. So make sure y'all stay tuned for all of that. Yes, sir. I mean, is there anything what? you have left or something you forgot to bring up on one of these fights? I just want to see this fight. I just want to see a great fucking card, man. I'm be a Dave and Buster's living my best life, man. But what's the and I'm not gonna lie, for fight of the night, it's probably gonna go to Portier and um channel if they do it right. Fight of the night, let me see. I'm going through here. It might go Israel Pierre, because they usually give it to the stand-up fighters. And I could see this be like a fourth round knockout for Pierre, where like Izzy's winning throughout the fight, like Leon Edwards head kick. The Kamara Usman type shit where Izzy's winning, getting night, and then Pierre, all it takes is one or two in the fight's turn. And that'd be a crazy finish. And if not, them, Poirier Chandler would be a fun one. I respect it. I just had like the meanest like vision slash dream that a motherfucker was saying that of just the ice going to, and I'm like, oh, I can't explain right now. But <laughs> yeah, Poirier versus Chandler is definitely a good one. Zongwei Lee might get a nice finish this week. I don't know. I just feel like a great, a lot of great fucking Frankie Edgar. Let's hope Frankie Edgar goes out on the bat. I know you picked against him, but just, I hope he looks good. I hope he drops some blood because sixty-seven. You should not be getting. You should not be getting punched in the head that long. And being there for this long, to only be twenty-three and ten and one. So like his record don't even look bad in the end of the day. No, that's just the vibe, mate. But. Sounds like that's all we got for y'all, folks. That's all, folks. Wrap it up for him, Kev. Hey, man, if you didn't know, I'll tell you again and again and again that this has been another episode of the Totally Blitz Podcast. This is your UFC 281 Fight Night Preview. We're going to have another episode coming for you. Fight on. We're going to have another recap coming for you. Make sure you check our NFL picks if we're talking football, basketball coming soon. And, oh, Almost forgot to tell you, man. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham Wardham concert. It's your boy Lil KK, aka Kev Water Voices, aka Mr. Fuck You and Who What You Everything You Stand On. But the biggest thing about it is, man, you and the dude two doors down is a bitch. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. been. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting.